and there's something nice about just filling out a whole bubble on a card when you're done with it. Right. It's, it's like putting your answer down in a scantron. You're like, yeah, that's what I think it is. Right. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Product Tea Lab, the podcast where we put the tips, tricks, and methods of getting stuff done to the test. I'm your host, Kyle. And I'm Mark. And today we are going to talk about the analog product TV system, which is what it sounds like. It's a completely analog system that's just to uh, work with our digital age and like in tandem with it. And in a sense, also supposedly making it even more effective. But before we get to that, how have you been, Mark? What have you been up to? I have been celebrating my first quarter win and a big milestone in my writing. We'll leave the discussions about quality um, to a later time, (laughs) but I'm celebrating my release of mixtape first poetry Mm -hmm. collection. So that was a bit of a learning experience. Um, I set last year, I set a deadline for March 31st for it to publish as it was supposed to be published last year, and I didn't do it. I missed that deadline. So I had to do it um, no matter what. I couldn't move the mm-hmm. deadline. Um, and so I just did the, all the final work, uh, post or pre-production work or production work, uh, final proofreads and every formatting and testing and all of that stuff. And Uploaded it to Amazon, so it's on Amazon. Um, yeah. The first volume, and I'm working on the second volume to release later this year, hopefully. But uh, the next project, I'm currently finishing the revisions on. But mixtape volume one, poetry collection is out the door, uh, which is awesome. And uh, outside of that, um, I also this is my. I'll be completing my first week in my grammar uh, course. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, uh, it's, so it's the first class to my copy editing certificate. I'm doing online course from uh, UCSD uh, University or whatever, San Diego. And full level college course. It's a, it's a little bit more than what I was actually expecting. <laughs> So I'm I'm quite used from uh, self-paced online trainings and stuff that I regularly do, but I haven't taken like a college course since. Oh man, <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while, over a decade. Yeah, that's a oh while. geez, over a decade. Yeah, I wasn't quite ready. I knew I got my book and everything I was going to read, but. Yeah, so like the first week, each week is kind of like multiple lectures, though they're small, uh, thankfully, I I believe. I've only taken one, so I need to do the other two lectures. Mm -hmm. Then there are quizzes that can take anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour for each one. So there's three quizzes, three lectures. Then you have your uh, room discussions. So the first week is introductions, and the next week are likely going to be regarding particular topics. And then you have your uh, textbook that you're doing your reading on. So I'm reading through it, making notes, highlights, writing things down, trying to commit, make sure I understand the material to apply to the quizzes and the Mm -hmm. the self-tests that we're doing throughout the week. So my first quiz test, I got a D score on. (laughs) That's always, that's always great to see a D. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I got a D on that, but in my defense, 
Um, it was a late night study session. It was like 11 o'clock at night uh, mm-hmm. when I started the test and I got really tired. Um, and it was about 11.54 when I completed it. So I was like super tired and I couldn't think. Um, mm-hmm. So, But I got a D on that. But you can take the test as many times as you want, the quiz rather. And the second time I took it, I got a B. So that's a little bit better. I'm learning yeah, stuff. That's, that's always great. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, overall, like, um, yeah, there's quite more to it than than what I was thinking after being out of school for so long. So reading uh, lectures and notes, so studying and trying to fit that uh, in a, or get a good routine going uh, with everything else. So that's kind of been an interesting experience or my experience the past two weeks, if you will, uh, since we last met to record an episode. What about yourself? Well, yeah, things are uh, going pretty well, I say. I'm uh, trying out a new computer. I got the MacBook Pro from Amberly. She uh, had one that she wasn't using, and I've always been curious about them. So uh, I have an account on it, and I'm currently trying it out. So it's weird to adapt to a different system. Uh, so many things on Windows I'm used to doing, I don't know how to do them on Mac. <laughs> Even like the small things like how the, the uh, minimize button is on the opposite side of the window. Yeah. As uh, it would be on Windows where it's on the right side. Yeah, it's on the right side of Windows and on the left side of Mac. And that's kind of disorienting me right now. Still trying to get used to a bunch of things, but, you know, one day at a time. Uh, let's see, what else have I been up to? I've been... Uh, slowly working through the Beyond the Basics book with Python. Uh, it's hard to kind of self-teach through a book, but I'm doing it anyways because I'm motivated enough to keep on doing, uh, to learn Python. Uh, it could be more, more motivated and turn it into a daily habit, but since I really like writing, I I decided to uh, do every other day as a writing day and every other day as a uh, Python or as a yeah Python day. I brought back our theming of the days. So yeah. Things have been going great, I'd say. Let's see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember our Zellicast episode? Yes. Yeah. Uh, in the episode, I discovered the, or I decided to try out the app Obsidian. Uh-huh. Uh, does that sound familiar? I know we talked about Obsidian before in Slack as well, but. Yeah, I downloaded after uh, we had recorded that episode. Yeah, so for those who don't know, uh, Obsidian is like this linking your thinking is a uh, kind of style of note-taking app where it connects notes together that have like references to each other, whether it be a direct reference or an indirect reference uh, through, through, uh, through backlinks and forward links. And uh, I've been playing around with it and I think it might be my favorite text editor right now. Hmm. Like um, I never worked with Markdown before, which is what the primary uh, style of writing it uses, but I'm really enjoying it. I guess it, I can directly copy from one place to another uh, from Obsidian to my website without any reformatting. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just been great. Uh, I like the idea that uh, these notes will like kind of like bump into each other one of these days and now have like this like collection of notes and be like, oh, I didn't think about that. Like, oh, wow, that was a good idea passed to me. <laughs> or I could be like, oh, that was a horrible that. Why did I even write that down? <laughs> so I'm uh, currently doing a writing project in Obsidian uh, too, actually. I'm running on my blog posts in an Obsidian and I'm writing a story right now in Obsidian just to uh, try it out as a writing tool. Mm-hmm. I like Scrivener, which is our main fiction writing tool, but uh, Scrivener doesn't have a Android app and Obsidian does. So I could 
Uh, it's a it's an enclosed beta, but I pay to be in the beta. But I like the idea that I can like look at my stuff on the go. So it's a it's a, my latest obsession. It's no contest. People like to debate like Notion versus Obsidian, but yeah. I think that they're in two different games. Like they're completely different ballparks. That Notion is good for organizing things and putting some order into stuff. Uh, I use Notion for all my goal tracking. I use it for project tracking with the Kanban boards, and it's great for that reason. Uh, but Notion has never really, really been the best note-taking app because it's a slow app. The search doesn't work that well. Uh, although I do take a lot of notes in Notion, I'm slowly migrating to Obsidian now to be my main note-taking app and Notion being more of like a planning app for uh, my life. So uh, there are just different tools to get different jobs done and some of them do it better than others. And Obsidian has the plus of it not being cloud-based. So uh, you don't need to worry about going down randomly like Notion has been doing a lot lately. Yeah. Uh, before we get to our topic though, we have a quick update uh, we got from Exist about a month ago. They announced that they're trying to sell the app to a new uh, buyer, a uh, new managing, I guess, uh, group and development group. So that's uh, kind, of, kind of depressing because Exist is great and I like the team behind it. And Mark, I know you love Exist too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we uh, wish them well that they, they could find the uh, the best person or persons to steward the app from here on out. Uh, Exist had like a great respect for user privacy. And so the new people will have to have a similar philosophy towards user privacy to really keep people around. <laughs> I mean, if they sell to like somebody that doesn't respect privacy, expect people to leave the app pretty quickly. So yeah. wish them the best. It's depressing, but... I get, they're burned out. They're, they apparently, according to the blog post, they announced it on, uh, what's his name? One of the co-founders, uh, Josh said that he, he can't even think about working on the app anymore. I get just tires him out just thinking about it. <laughs> so yeah, I wish, wish the app well. And I wish Josh and, uh, uh, Bell well and their future mental health and their future endeavors. <laughs> so Yes. Um, yeah. Know all about that burnout is no joke. Um, and the just the idea of wanting to just move on to something new or different mm-hmm. uh, to change it up. So I, I, I definitely hear that. Yeah. Good luck to them and their future endeavors. Yes. Well, when I talk about something that's not an app today, saying that's all on paper. What could that be? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe something analog, I think. Something that doesn't really that doesn't have a bunch of ones and zeros behind it. Something that is built on actual material. You know what I mean? Oh, could this be analog by Ugg Monk? <laughs> yes, that would be it. <laughs> this is the worst advertisement ever. But <laughs> awesome analog by Ugg Monk is a productivity system that focuses on dividing your task into three cards labeled today, next, and someday. And it has a <laughs> wonderful solid wood base that is used to store and prop up your carts so that it's always within view. You sound like, like one of those people like on those like home shopping channels. <laughs> <laughs> and if you You're call this number today, <laughs> you get 25% off your first order. Yep. <laughs> okay, but seriously, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is what 
Analog is it's a simple productivity system that is, uh, as we know, I love my analog stuff. Um, mm. But that's it, always been a thing between us. You're always like, I have my notebook. I'm like, I have my notion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm always going for the paper and for writing stuff down, which, you know, I do admit it has its downsides, right? Uh, Not just from the amount of trees that I'm helping kill because of uh, (laughs) paper, uh, but that you do have to store it. And you increasingly run out of uh, storage areas for all these notebooks that I have and everything else. But I digress. Um, (laughs) So as we know in the past, uh, Analog has been, uh, I've been discussing Analog since he launched, uh, Jeff uh, Sheldon is the founder and runs Ugmok, which is a small business, uh, just him and uh, he's the designer and the marketer and everything else. And I think he has uh, one or two employees, but it's mostly like his Yeah, I think so. I was listening to an interview with him on the uh, podcast Focused. Oh yeah, that's right. The show to promote uh, analog, and I think he mentioned that he has like only like a handful of employees. Yeah, yeah, and they just uh, and for the first time he just actually opened up a headquarters because it was generally out of his house and his parents' basement that they used (laughs) to ship orders and everything. And so they actually for the first time this year uh, actually built out and now they're working out of a headquarters to store all their product and everything but as mentioned he kind of started off as a clothing uh him just designing uh his own shirts and stuff and sourcing it locally and everything and then you start developing objects and they do also uh, i say objects you start developing his own systems um gather is a desktop utility system that helps like pull together all your sticky notes and pins and everything into one like little system uh, with wood base and things that slide into the base that you can reorganize or whatever. Ugmuck is the latest uh, in its system, uh, just kind of using a paper card task system um, that's, like I said, split between the today, the next and someday uh, cards. And each uh, of those set of cards are colored differently. You have the white today cards, then a light cream next cards which um things to pull from your next list onto the today and then your someday cards which is a little bit darker uh light shade brown and as mentioned like it comes uh the cards come in packs so that you do order the cards um on the front it lists i I can't remember uh, how many if that's 10 a 10 list item you know with the little uh, uh bullet circle on the left to fill in um, and then on the back is dotted grids to take any notes or that's do right. anything yeah. else. Yeah. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's pretty much what it is. Um, it's just a simple, uh, a simple product, a cart list uh, that you use for your, your daily to-do list. Do you want to get into how we use it? Since this is the nice thing about paper systems that we all, we could uh, completely use the same product in different ways, which is, I think, a really fascinating way. Uh, then one of the fascinating advantages of a paper system is yes. that you are as you do whatever you want with it as long as like you have a pen and you work with the grid that you're given. So in my case, uh, when I was using analog, uh, so I didn't really understand how to use this at first. It's kind of weird to say, 
uh, <laughs> like I didn't know like, how to prioritize it because it, this kind of does like an Ivy lead method approach where yeah. it forces you to choose up to 10 tasks, which actually I think that's a, that's actually a lot, I think, mm-hmm. uh, but it tr- forces you to choose only 10 tasks to think about. And in the uh, interview with him on uh, Focused, he was talking about how uh, he was using analog as like a, as like, as like a way to triage his his uh, task and his digital task managers. So he would like every day he'd have like a list of things to do on, I don't know what he used, we'll just say OmniFocus. Uh, he'd have a list of things to do, but then he'll look at that list and then take the ones that are the most important to him that day and write them down on this piece of paper and have it beneath his monitor as he's working or wherever he's working, he'll put on his on the card holder and have it there. That way you aren't overwhelmed by your to-do list. You just see what you have to do at the moment. And so I, after reading the interview, I was like, that's a good point. Like, I don't need to get rid of my to-do lists entirely for this, uh, for uh, the system. Right. So I, I used it as a way to complement my to-do list. I had to uh, look at it and be like, okay, I have, I have 10 tasks to do today. Uh, what I do is I divide this card in half. The top half, the first five uh, lines are for work items. And the bottom five, uh, five lines are for personal and side project items. So I would be looking at my task list for work and my task list for, for my personal life. And I'd have to choose up to five tasks that I want to focus on mo- the most that day, which uh, I think really helps. I mean, this is like kind of going down to uh, uh, this kind of combines a lot of our systems together. Like we've done paper only before. Yeah. Uh, we've done the Ivy Lee, which are basically I'm doing the Ivy Lee method, but instead of six tasks, I'm doing five tasks. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we've, uh, I think those are the two mostly combines and also kind of resistance list too, because you look <laughs> at it and you're like, uh, okay, what am I putting off today? Okay. I'm putting nothing off. Write that down here. And that way, no matter what you do, it's always in front of your eyes. Like you don't have any windows covering it. It's right beneath your monitor. Yeah. You're like, yeah, you, yeah. It's like, yeah, I really should email that guy. I've been pointing this email off for the past <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> uh, I was using it as a reminder to read uh, half an hour each day. I used to have the goal of reading nonfiction up to half an hour each day, but after a while, I just kind of fell off the wagon, and I was like, I, you want know, to get back into reading nonfiction. So I put that every day. I'd see the reminder, read half half hour. I'm like, I guess I'll have to do it. So just having it right there in front of me, I think helped a lot. Yeah. Uh, the, I use the, uh, this uh, analog system comes with a card suggesting like, like how to use it. And uh, I, I kind of followed that up to how it should be or like how he recommends where the circle has two uh, halves in it, two half circles. And uh, uh, he recommends filling in half of it if it's in progress and uh, filling in all the way if it's complete. And there's something nice about just filling out a whole bubble on a card when you're done with it. Right. It's, it's like pulling your answer down in a scantron. You're like, yeah, that's what I think it is. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> I I did not use the next cards and the uh, someday cards or what they're called. I'm getting them up right now. Yeah. Yeah. Someday cards. Because that for me is what my digital test system was for. Uh, I will write down any task I need to do on my digital task system. And that basically becomes next and some, someday. And then I'd move it from there to the card and then on the card I will, uh, yeah. So I, I, I didn't really see a point for the next and someday cards, but Hey, there might be something, uh, that people are more paper oriented and might enjoy them more than I do. But 
Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the system. Uh, how did you use it? Uh, my use was pretty simple. Yeah, it was um, same kind of based on the Ivy Lee or uh, method. So essentially, um, I didn't really, I didn't use this for site projects um, at all. So for personal oh, site didn't? projects, okay. yeah. So I have a dedicated planner that I use for my business. So writing our Apex, this is my uh, business. So whatever I'm doing there. And now I also use it to fill in personal projects, to do's and stuff. So when I'm, again, I'm a mix of paper and digital. So when I'm planning the week, like I have a dedicated planner with the things that I'm going to do each day of the week. So that's my personal thing to use and do. So it's mainly for the, the, my day job. Which again is weird because again, a majority of all the challenges that we've done, I've applied them to all my side projects. <laughs> and this one I applied to my day job. And because that's where I think I would get the most benefit or use out of the system. So previously I had a, it was called, it's called a panel book. It's also from a, a small um business and I can I'll link it in the show notes. Um, I can't think of their name right now. And I think they're Austin based. Oh, this is horrible. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it's a narrow, a long, narrow notebook, dotted grid notebook, uh, that fits is designed to fit below your keyboard. Oh, studio neat. Studio neat. Thank yeah. You. Okay. I know about them there. They actually have a show on the relay network called, uh, oh, what is it called? It's on the tip of my tongue right now. But yeah, it's a, it's like a documentary uh, audio series about like how they come with a, a put their ideas and market. I listened to like the first season. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm gonna look up what it's called. But yeah, Studio Neat. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah. Yeah, I awesome thought I listened to something of theirs. I think I have some pins of theirs and stuff like that. Anyway, thoroughly considered as the name of the podcast from Really FM. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I was using the panel notebook, um, and every day I would you know write the day. And then write what I wanted to do. And then I used it for a mix of meeting notes. And then the next day, you know, I'll draw a line and write the next day, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but it was, it's a pretty big notebook, right? And you have to go back or flip back through the pages, et cetera. So I replaced that with this um, and just the small carts. Um, and each before at the end of the workday, I will write down the next day tasks or things that I need to accomplish, right? So uh, whatever I needed to do, plus any meetings that I had, I would slot them in place as well to make sure that they were always on the card. I did the whole, you know, standard full circle if I completed a task, half circle if I worked on the task. I would draw an arrow if I moved it to the next day. Oh yeah, I did that too. Uh, well, I did that first and then I stopped doing that. But pretty much anything that wasn't complete moved on to the next day automatically. Yeah. So and I then, just stopped doing that. Yeah, I, I still do that. And then I do a full strike through if I move it to the next or someday card. Yeah. So if I had continued misses, if I kept moving something to the next day, it, that allowed me to go back and like, okay, I did, didn't complete this, but I thought I wrote this yesterday, right? <laughs> and, I, and I can look back at the previous cards and say, oh, it's been several days I've been writing this. I don't just don't think I'll be able to get to it. So I, that helped me like easily identify it. And I just moved it to the someday or next 
cart and I just write it in like I need to get to this next, but there's no urgent priority for me to do it now. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I use the top right corner three dots where you write the date um, to rank myself for the day. So it's one out of three or two out of three or three out of three. If That's I right. I was considering doing that myself, but I decided not to. Uh, but yeah, I like that idea. They could do that. I remember one day you sent me a photo saying like, I had the most productive day I've had in a long time. You had the three dots filled up on the top. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, there was just each day I could not get to anything in particular I wanted to get done. Um, but that day I had like filled out the entire uh, circles for the entire list. And I was super excited about that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so it was like super, uh, super nice from that perspective. Um, again, I do use uh, digital, so I still make use of the next and someday because when I'm filling out the the list, I peruse the next card, for example, to say, OK, today's card is pretty light in the things that the, I need to do. Is there something that I can try to pull from the next list? Mm that I can take care of or knock out some like little to do, whether it's an email or a follow up or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, is there something I can do? So I pull from that. Most of the stuff on the someday cards mm-hmm. correlate to um, cards I have in Trello, for example, which are bigger project cards, if you will. So mm-hmm. I will then break them down into more deliverable tasks if I can complete a a smaller task for that project. So there, there's a whole thing. I won't get into that, but. Uh, well, bring that, that, that reminds me of that one thing that I was running into a problem with, at least early on, was I didn't know how to break down my task entirely for for using these because there would be a task that have like a bunch of subtasks associated with them, but I can't put all the subtasks onto this list or it'll fill up really quickly. So I, I kind of like went to mid-level task for all these. So like yeah. for, I like, do some drawings for work and I was like, okay, well complete these drawings as I wrote down. I could end one for each drawing, but that could fill up pretty quickly. So I was like, okay, complete them. So it actually meant that I had this task pushed to the next day a lot, but it was turning more like into a task tracking at that point. Mm-hmm. So if you go through the dates, you can see this half circle, half circle, half circle, and then finally filled in all the way. It's like, oh, that's when I complete it. So <laughs> uh, yeah, figuring out like what level of tasks to use in this was tricky at first. Yeah, yeah. If you, yeah, if you're not uh, used to or familiar with a method or process of breaking down your task to smaller deliverable chunks, mm-hmm. um, I think everyone should be able to practice that. Like, how can I? This is a particular goal or project I need to complete, but how can I break that into smaller deliverables that mm-hmm. that are actually actionable? Yeah, I think everyone should be able to to be able to do that. I wasn't able to do that until I you know, went through agile training all those mm-hmm. years ago um, mm-hmm. and story pointing, um, you know, if they had a story that uh, someone write, rated a story of four or five points, which mm-hmm. is pretty, which is large. That's like a massive project, right? No. You were like, no, we need to break this, these, this story down until maybe we can get two twos and a one point story. Right. So um, three total deliverables, but one is rated or two of them are rated two points each, meaning that they're not easy, but they're a little moderate uh, task work. And then you have a one point story, which is super easy. Right. So that single five point story was broken down into a total of three 
projects, right? Equaling the five points. So it's it's stuff like that. Like, what can you do to modularize the project or mm-hmm. your deliverables? I think that's a really good skill because then it allows you to, when you look at a big project, it, it doesn't intimidate you because you can just break it down into its smallest sections mm-hmm. possible. So that was really useful. And I really like the backside note cards because I would have meetings and I would write small things that we need that I needed to do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I actually um, I will when I will finish a meeting and I will look at the notes I wrote, uh, they will be they will be actionable items, but they weren't immediate. So I didn't add it to that to do list for the day mm-hmm. or the next day. But I mm-hmm. wrote it on my next card like, OK, well, oh, yeah, I see. Yeah. yeah. So when I look at my next card, I need to do this or and then I can. Uh, take hand, take those notes and then add them to a page and meeting notes page or something else. Mm. So that was kind of my use of it. Super basic, um, still kind of the same way I was using the notepad, except it's much smaller real estate. I got a little bit more room in my work area because it's not a big notepad. And second, the, the best thing, right, is that the card is always propped up mm-hmm. for you to look at it. So whenever you're work, wondering, if I was working on cases uh, for the week and I was busy diving, I'm like, okay, the the queue is quiet. Um, there's nothing burning or hot that needs my attention. I can then look to see is there a project or a task I can try to work on or knock out. Just simply glance from my monitor. It's right there. And I'm like, okay, boom. I know what, what hasn't been filled in. Let me go in and start working on this particular thing. So that was really helpful because it's always there. It's just right there for you to look at as opposed to the notepad that I had in which I had to actively reach for the notepad to be able to read the writing, mm-hmm. right, uh, for my uh, vantage point. So uh, yeah, that's what I never did good with paper task managers is that they're easy to close and forget about. Yeah. Uh, my digital task manager, I tend to have it have a window open to it all the time on my computer so I could always see it. So this is like the next level for that for me. Uh, yeah, just the normal the normal paper. Like I did bullet journal for a while. I lived by bullet journal actually for years. Mm-hmm. And then one uh, over the time, I just kind of realized like I wasn't looking at my tasks so much. And uh, for for tasks that like for were were future oriented, like that had to be done like in like the next two weeks or so. I'd write that down, I'd write them down on a page, and then I'll never look at that page again. So I switched to digital for that reason. But this is like why uh, for me, this is like a good hybrid where I have my task capturing system, which is my digital uh, system at Todoist. And then I, I triage it and I bring it the top five tasks for myself and work to the forefront on these cards. And that really made a huge difference to me. Nice. Yeah. Well, uh, this is a system that I, well, I guess before we get to it, uh, do you, before we get to the final review, do you uh, have any thoughts, anything you want to bring up? Um, I like the design. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a <laughs> yeah. little bit nervous for that. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was talking on the, on the Discord server about like how this little card system might be the nicest thing on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks good. It's really nice looking. You can definitely tell that the guy behind it is a designer, a product designer. Like it, it is good. It feels good to use. The ink really sticks to it, which I think is great because I'm a lefty and we lefties have the issue with having ink smear as we're writing, mm-hmm. but the ink really sells, at least with the pen I use, the ink really sells on this and it, uh, it's just nice. Yeah. Uh, this is a nice looking product and well-designed. 
Yes. Uh, I'd recommend to anybody who's interested in the development of this to check out the podcast, uh, the Focus podcast. Uh, he talks about how he developed it uh, as well, plus gives you some good ideas for how to use it. Like one of the hosts on Focus, he used one half of the card for task tracking. The other half of the card was a uh, time blocking. Uh, he turned it into his own little uh, time blocking system. There's so many things you can do with this thing. It's, 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 it's a yes. lot of power for a small card. <laughs> it is like the solid wood base. Um, like I said, it has a little slot for the card to be propped up and it, you know, at, a, at a slight angle for you to read it from your desk position. Um, the back that holds the cards uh, has a magnetic, you know, it's a metal version of the card, a magnetic version of the card that just kind of snaps into place with the magnet. And that. yeah, um, yeah, you can lift it up to put your other cards yeah, um, okay. and everything or to pull a card out from the top of the list. How mine is, is sitting on top of the magnetic magnets. I have a someday and next card. Mm-hmm. So they're always readily available to me when I need to reference. And then um, I just lift the magnetic back to pull out another card. What I also love and, and, and I I think either Twitter or Insta, Instagram message him was the when I finish with a card in the back, I just slide it at, to the bottom of the stack and it has like this little slope for you to just quickly slide the card. Oh, in. that's right. Yeah. And yeah. it just guides it right into the bottom. Like that takes care and design <laughs> to because yeah. I think like a lazy designer would just have, you know, just a flat back flat right and you have to lift everything up or to slide it in or whatever mm-hmm. but when you ha- have that like little slope you don't necessarily need to look at anything you just put the card in the back and uh, once it hits the back of that that base it just slides it right up under underneath the stack and you just move on i love that mm-hmm. um it, it's a really nice cool sleek minimal design the paper feels amazing Oh my God, I love the paper. Paper feels amazing to write on. So um, it'll definitely, like before you write, you can probably take one of your cards and use the back to test your pens. Depending oh yeah, on, you're right. Yeah. yeah, depending on what type of pen that you use uh, to make sure that it feels really, you know, really good writing. So you, so you have the best pen to write with. And I have several, so it's always a, a, a fun choosing what pen I want to write with. So the product feels really good, feels really quality. I I love it. Um, I would recommend everyone have has it. I, I know uh, Jeff has kind of talked about possibly no guarantees or anything, possibly having like a, a wooden archive box. I would personally love that. But I know. I, I he talked about that in the interview. I was like, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. I um if if you watch uh, his Kickstarter launch video. <laughs> I messaged him about it. It was like, yo, <laughs> yeah. what's this box that you have in the background? <laughs> so I'm a little bit of a fanboy, but that's, uh, I just wanted to add in there that the it, the construction is just really nice, I think. Yeah, it definitely is. With that being said, it is a bit expensive to invest in this, but the system is not, isn't just uh, really good to these cards. You literally do this whole thing with a, with an index card too. So if you have like any spare note cards laying around, you could 
take a note card and choose your top five task for your personal life and uh, and or like however you want to use it. I guess like use it as like its own daily task managing system. So although analog is definitely I think worth the cost because it is nice looking. If you're on a tire budget but you want to try a system just like it, I'd say look at a how to video for analog and apply that to a index card and get going that way. Absolutely. So we've been I think we've been uh, pretty transparent showing what we think <laughs> about this. So uh Mark, what do you think about uh analog and what's your final review? Well it's obvious I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I was I Can't was on the it. uh yeah, I was on the uh Kickstarter before like immediately. Yeah, it's obvious I like it. Note, I think I mentioned in the last episode when we were talking about it, I'm a little bit biased uh, when it comes to their products. I've been uh, immensely happy with each thing that I've gotten from Ugmonk, from you know their notebooks, pens, uh, the gather system that he has. I'm staring at it right on my desk um, right now. So for me, I am biased. It, I do admit it, it is a little bit pricier uh, for a productivity system mm-hmm. that you're wanting yeah. to get into. So as Kyle mentioned, um, even Jeff, you know, was doing this himself. Actually, I've been marketed to for some reason after Ugmont, after I got the analog kit. Yeah. Um, I don't know what company it is. It's like an index card kit that <laughs> with pre-printed index cards, would you write your like to-do list on? And it yeah. comes with like a little, I think a little mesh metal base or something like that. Anyway, there are similar things that you can do, though I definitely think it's well worth the money. So for for me, so you can take my uh, biased rating at five out of five because I love it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a big fan and I've been really using and it's really been helping me keep track of the daily stuff or keep it uh, on the forefront of my mind when working my to-do because my day changes so can change so much when working support cases. So it's really nice to see or have a continual visual reference propped up to me uh, to see what to work on once my Mm -hmm. day calms down or what I can move to the next card, etc., Again, it's minimal. It takes up less space, so I have a little bit more room uh, where I am. But it also restricts me in what I'm taking for notes. If you kind of like that, you're not trying to write everything. So it restricts what you're doing for notes if you're having a meeting and or what you're writing for uh, any particular task on the card. So, again, there's there's so many different ways for you to do it. There is the, you know, also the to keep in mind uh, the not just uh, the initial product, but you buying the pack of cards or the analog cards, right? Uh, the cost for buying the cards. So that's always something to keep in mind uh, if you're doing that. It Again, it is, I would think this is more of a premium, if you will, product mm-hmm. uh, for, uh, for especially for an analog productivity system. But um, I vastly prefer this over my, notebook uh, solution that I was using for the day and me being a paper person mm-hmm. I vastly prefer this than having a to-do list app I, I don't do the to-do list app not the to-do list to-do list app yeah. or just a to-do app <laughs> in general yeah, you seem to use apps like, like a more meta thing like with Trello boards not so yeah. much with like the specifics yeah I'm more meta I, I, I need 
paper to write my things on. So for me, the, um, I, I found great, great value uh, in having this system and using the system compared to uh, my previous uh, system for my day work. So that's, that's my rating, five out of five. I am biased. I do admit that. <laughs> um, so what about you, Kyle? Oh, yeah. I am also going to go in with a five out of five, too, for this one. This one really surprised me. When I got it, I was like, this is a nice looking thing, but I don't think I'll ever use it. But it <laughs> uh, turns out that I fell in love with it like on day three. I think it's like when I kind of found the routine I wanted to work with on this. And I just fell in love with it because I, I realized I've been getting fed up with my task managers lately. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I recently split off my task managers now that I have a separate one for work. And I also have a separate one uh, for uh, my personal life just because I didn't like having all those tasks in one area. I like wake up and every morning and see you have 20 tasks to do. And uh, it doesn't really help. That I also got rid of a habit tracking app because uh, I also just, I was so tired of checking into so many apps at the end of the day. So I got rid of my habit tracking app and I moved the habits to reminders and my to do list. So I was like seeing like work task, personal task, habits to track all at once. I was just getting a uh, to do list uh, overwhelmed. Yeah. And, uh, and one thing that I absolutely do love, but I also kind of don't like about Todoist is that Todoist kind of gamifies task tracking and task management. Uh, the more tasks you complete, the more arbitrary points that mean nothing you get. But I am driven by those point systems. So like I'll add like a bunch of like subtasks so that way I could clear a lot more points throughout the day. But however, uh, you could turn off this. Uh, by the way, Todoist, you could turn this off if you want to, which I actually might do. This is just, it's a, just an additional feature if you want to uh, really um, uh, motivate yourself to use Todoist a lot. But I I found myself adding too many tasks to my task manager because I wanted to get those arbitrary points because my brain just hi- it takes control or it gets hijacked by that part of my brain that just likes to see progress happen in numbers. And uh, so I was just seeing way too many tasks. I was getting so frustrated with it. And then whenever this came into my life, I was like, okay, I could definitely just like as a triage system, like only write down my top five tasks that I need to do today. Everything else is optional. But I even would try to write only three tasks in the morning and then fill out the air two lines with uh, things as they come along because you never know. You might wake up in the morning with a planning, with plan like writing all day. But the next thing you know, uh, maybe somebody, uh, something comes up that requires you to uh, uh, get out and about and you can't write anymore. But So it's good to have those extra lines available mm-hmm. to um, so we, you had to work with it. Yeah. Uh, overall though, this I think was exactly what I needed for my life right now with all my task managers. And I think I'm going to stick with it. I'm thinking about doing the three month subscription package for his uh, cards. Although I know again, it's an expense thing. Like I want to do it and I probably will do it, but I wish they were a little bit cheaper. So <laughs> Let's see, uh, the analog kits, no, let me see what is on his store. For those who are wondering, uh, the three-pack subscription is $30 uh, every three months, and the card holder is $49. Uh, as a one-time purchase, the three-pack is a $39 purchase. So it's a bit expensive. Uh, you're pretty much paying video game level prices for, the, for this, uh, for the wood card holder. If you appreciate craftsmanship, and paper, I'd recommend uh, getting the holder and trying this out. But if you're not so sure about the pricing, I'd recommend looking to analog videos and then just doing it on a note card system and just see if that works for you. 
but yeah, five out of five, it's a great system. It's a greatly designed product. Um, a bit expensive on the uh, price, but at the very least, the system itself is a very effective system. So uh, get those note cards out if you want to try something new that could help you triage your task and help you focus your days more. So I guess with that being said, uh, that's the end of the episode and it's time to tell our listeners what we're doing next. Uh, Mark, do you want to do it or should I? Because we just kind of talked about this right before we hit record. <laughs> um, let's see. What are we doing? I forgot. I can't. I got we, the name we, wrong. It's Routinery, I think. Routinery. The list. Yeah. It's a app that is a time blocking app. I'm going to find this very fascinating because I time block all my days. I, uh, I usually time block with Google Calendar. I never actually use a dedicated app. So I'm really interested in this one. And it's been recommended to me before in other productivity, uh, productivity, uh, what's the word? Uh, uh, I guess forums. <laughs> so I'm excited to try this out. It's on iOS and Android. So that means that you and I could both try it out. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, look into that. If you guys are uh, want to play along with us at home, it's the Routinary app and we'll be back in two weeks. In the meantime, you can find this podcast and all of our previous episodes at theproductivitylab.show or tpl.show for short. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter where we update occasionally at Productive Lab. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at KyleSQ9 uh, where I mostly uh, post dog pictures. Uh, my dog's actually asleep right next to me right now. Probably would probably post this. But, uh, where I post mostly dog pictures and on Twitter I occasionally uh, tweet um, you can also read my bloggings on productivity and other things at quadrant9.net. You can also read my short stories over at jonathankweb.com. Uh, where can people find you, Mark? People can find me on Instagram and Twitter at AskMarkio. That is AskMarkio. You can also find my blog writings at AskMark.io. And if you would like to purchase and incorporate some bad, <laughs> horrible, lovable <laughs> poetry within your life, <laughs> please check out Mark D. Askew. That is Mark with a K, D A S K E W dot com. And purchase Mixtape Volume 1 The Poetry Collection. Until then, Stay productive. Uh, this is a good episode. I really was excited to talk about this one and we had three, I had a three weeks to play around with it and I want to talk about by the end of week one but I was like, I can't talk about it. So, <laughs>